Hey everybody, good to see you and uh, welcome to the huddle. It's great to be in the studio today as well and, and uh, still still spread out obviously, but good to, uh, good to be in person with Casey Carl. Casey's the executive vice president of, of a few things here at Walmart, but the list includes e-commerce, Omni operations, Omni strategy. Casey's had a long career in retail, started a company called North Coast Ventures, which we, we should talk about a little bit, but Casey, welcome and great to <laughs> see you. you in person. Thank you, thanks John. Yeah, so good to, good to have you on. So let's let's start with um, you know who you are, where you're from, and, and we'll get to Omni, and that's probably the big question people have. Like, sure, sure. What do you mean when you say Omni? But um, you, you're from Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yeah, been in Minnesota for most of my life. Um, worked at a large competitor of ours for about 20 years, so that kept me in Minnesota, and uh, been here for six months, and been pretty fantastic. But yes, uh, but Omni Channel is... Um, is definitely the the term du jour right now, and I think everybody, if you ask them individually, would have a different definition of what it means. So, but you know, I think for us, we just have to think about it as truly the end-to-end -end experience that our customers kind of engage with us on. So everything from our stores to our online offerings and .com, our marketplace, but our call centers and and when we when we deliver goods to uh, to our customers' houses or even into their fridge, like. That's all part of one experience, and that whole thing holistically is omnichannel. Like it's our unified strategy and our customer experience. That's right. So we, we started as uh, many retailers did in the 1960s, 1962. 1962, yeah, that was the year. That's yeah. when the, the MSRP laws changed in the country, yeah. and a, a lot of retailers that are big today, and the many that have gone away, were all were all yeah. born that year. But we started as a store business and grew for a long time, and then a couple of decades ago, we started an ecom business, which probably is what we talked to about when we said digital and thinking differently yep. but now that they've come together you know how, do, how would you describe the difference in the two there are definitely distinct differences probably the, the biggest one is we have the ability through uh digital so e-commerce and, and kind of other digital media media and platforms to have almost real-time data like so you know exactly what your customer's doing that i think it's information that we would we would love to have in our stores we know like where they're coming from so if they came from a google or pinterest um, we know when they're coming to our platform. We know what they were looking for. So we know what their intent is. And then we know exactly how they move through our entire site. So if you think about the site as a store, we know where they go, every footstep, mm -hmm. how long they linger there, and then what actions that they take. So we have all this kind of metadata exhaust that if we if we look at that and harness that appropriately, can tell us everything we want to know about the customer so we can design better experiences for them. So I think primarily that's probably one of the biggest things that's a difference. We'll build more and more analytics in the stores to actually get to more of that, that level of information. But to me, there's far more similarities. Like the customer still wants great value. You know, they want an outstanding price. They want it convenient. So for a long time, for decades, convenient was, I would like a store that's close to my house. So right. like within two miles or five miles. But now it means like I expect that I can find everything I'm looking for. So products and services, the content I need to make my decisions. I'm gonna assume you're doing the work Walmart to give us a great price. So I'm, I'm gonna trust on that side of things. And then I wanna be able to choose how I want it fulfilled. So whether I wanna come and pick it up in a store or pick it up curbside or have it delivered to my house, I want that optionality and I want it to be easy. And I think that's the big thing that we have to really be maniacally focused on. It should be easy and simple and something, you know, obviously a term right, right. we use a lot, but simplicity in everything that we do, if we use that to kind of be our North Star for the customer, we'll do right by them. That's right. And so really we're putting the customer at the center. We've got a digital relationship. We've got a lot of data that we want to use to help, help make their retail experience better. Yep. You know, we're really careful about the way we use data, but it's all about making retail better. But the customer at the center, whether you said it really well, whether they shop in the store or they pick up or have it delivered, it's all about the experience yep. that they're looking for. Yep. And the customer, I think just to remind ourselves, 
the customer doesn't delineate stores versus online. Like that's Walmart. So if it's a good or a bad experience, that's a Walmart experience. And so we've got to make sure that every moment is magical. That's right. They they see the spark and it's all these things. And stores have a really big role to play here. You know, first for sure they've got to you know our stores. We've got to run great stores with great standards and high quality produce and. The meat department's got to be in stock and then hard lines has got to be there. And we should be able to pick the entire store within yeah. a couple hours or yep. a couple days, whatever is scheduled. So that's, you know, a big, a big change. Obviously we've Huge got change. two, two big, big organizations that have become one on behalf yep. of the customer. Um, talk to me a bit about, um, you know, what you did um, after you worked at the other retailer and, yep. <laughs> and, uh, in the innovation space. But yeah. you know, what did that do to help you think about the world differently? So I had been at the time uh, in, in retail for about 20 years and had done merchandising operations for a long time, then strategy and innovation. And so uh, I started my own, my own company uh, that looked at uh, advising a, a number of, I'd say, legacy companies started off as retailers and brands and then actually evolved into much more of all the investor side of things that invested in those sectors. So invested in retail or a lot of the venture capital firms that had startups that were actually innovating in the space of consumer and retail. Mm -hmm. And so I did a lot of advising work for them. And then I also had an early stage venture investment um, fund. Mm -hmm. So I would actually invest in a lot of the companies in kind of emerging tech and data and supply chain companies that were at the intersection of like technology and consumer. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of the space. So what what I took away from it, one, it's a space I'm just incredibly passionate about. Um, but two is, you know, I think when you start to see whether it is a large restaurant chain that we've all, should, you know, eaten at at some time in the last several you know decades or some of the largest shopping malls or retailers or brands, most companies, if they've been wildly successful doing something for a number of years, they're all kind of going through their own change journey right now trying to understand, okay, with this new digital thing where the consumer really has the keys to the castle and gets to choose how and when they want to interact with your brand, how do we go to market effectively? And what does that mean for our stores or our restaurants? And uh, and what does that mean for the capabilities and services that we need to offer to make it a great experience and make sure that we continue to stay relevant? So, I mean, obviously that journey is parallels our own journey right now. Right. This is massive transformation and really just a redefining of our go-to-market strategy um, we know the things that are going to be kind of paramount to us that have always made us successful, EDLP and EDLC, like the stores are going to be the epicenter of so much of what we do, uh, both as a shopping place, but also fulfillment places you mentioned. But we've also got to change how we operate using data more effectively, moving with greater speed and purpose and always be grounded in the customer. So you mentioned uh, earlier, obviously, we want to be customer centered as the channels come together yep. and have a great omni experience and, and simplicity is the word. We want to simplify things for our customers, but also the associates that are in fulfillment centers and stores. There's so much that we can do with with our modern tech stack and and mobile development to make their job simple. So we we talked a lot at our our year beginning meeting just a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. about simplicity. So when it comes to associates, how are you thinking about simplicity for them and and the way they're able to take care of their store, fill orders and serve? Yeah, I think much like we want to be customer centric, we want to be associate centric. And if we are empathetic and really understand the journey that all of our associates go through every day and whether they're, you know, tasked to pick orders or, or they're at the, the front lines or or whether they're, you know, in marketing, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, what are we doing to make their job easier and, and where is their friction kind of within what, you know, their their journey? And then how can we remove that through either greater automation, greater access to data, um, greater access to insights, et cetera, or sometimes just how we design the work itself. So a lot of process engineering as well. So. Technology can get you some of the way, 
but that's not the only thing that can help us solve it. A lot of things are just cultural changes we need to make along with process changes too. A lot of our audience will be uh, people that, that are in the field somewhere and a few of them are, are on the marketplace team, but yeah. the difference in marketplace and one in the first party business would be great. And, and how does it help our, our customers overall? Yeah, so let me start with the customer side of things first. I mean, marketplace, third-party marketplace is um, allows sellers to list their products within kind of their portfolio on our website. And then uh, if we if we do our job right, to also leverage a lot of our services like Walmart Fulfillment Services to actually fulfill on behalf of our customers. So marketplace allows us to give much greater uh, suite of offerings in terms of the assortment range. Um, obviously, can help make the pricing more competitive because we're pricing stuff and we've got sellers also pricing stuff as well. So we're going to make sure that the customer gets the best price that's out there. Um, so it gives the customer much more freedom of choice. Um, but for the sellers themselves, we have to also remind ourselves they're also a customer of ours. They're a customer on behalf of our customer, right. but they're choosing to list their products on our website. Um, we're not forcing them to. It's a choice that they're making. So we've got to make sure that our e-commerce platform is wildly productive for them so they can sell the, the merchandise within their portfolio. We want them to list more and more of their portfolio and we want them to use more and more of our services like Walmart Connect, fulfillment services, et cetera, to take advantage of what we do really well on their behalf. And so it is truly one of the few things that I've experienced in my career where it's like a win, win, win. It's, it's great for the overall business model. It's great for the customers and it's great for the sellers if we do our job right. And, so and we started as a, as a small business yeah. in 1962 with a single store. Many of our sellers are just starting or some of them for sure. big businesses, but it's a great way to start. So, so last thing about, about you, um, you're a merchant. We're all merchants. Um, there's a, there's a phrase that you'll see written on the walls here in the building that says we're merchants first. Yep. It's a quote from Mr. Sam, but talk about how your, your early experiences in merchandising help you today. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in merchandising, first of all, it doesn't matter. I was a merchant in in after uh, automotive aftermarket and live plants and girls' toys. So, like, you come to love whatever it is that you're right. you're buying. But I think more than that, you really start to understand like how do you create great experiences and great moments, and that usually the products that we're selling is really a means to an end. It's about the experience. It's either about sure. convenience right. or creating something magical in the world of toys, or creating memories. And so, I think. That's the part you take with it because now in digital or whether store designed, et cetera, we do those same things every day. We want to create memories. We want to create magic. And so I, I think that's the biggest thing. Always comes back to the item. And yeah. I, same as you, my, my first merchandising job was pie filling and then I bought automotive as well. So yep. if it's out there, you can do it. For well, sure. Well, Casey, th thanks a lot for the time. It's yeah. great to have you on the team. And, Thank you. and the definition of Omni and the way we're putting the customer center is really important. So. Looking forward to what you'll be able to accomplish in the next next few years. It's exciting. Oh, terrific. Thanks, John. Thanks, Jordan. Yep. Thanks.